Do you sometimes feel like you're awkward? Like, really, really awkward? Maybe you're not. Or maybe you are. Either way, that's okay. In today's episode, we're talking about awkwardness. Hey, and welcome to the Gen Z Christian Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Paul Dubé of New Community Baptist Church in Mountain View. I just want to welcome you guys to everyone who's listening. Thank you for coming. I hope you have a blessed day, and I hope you have a blessed time listening to this podcast. All right. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite intros so far. Uh, at least I was I was cracking myself up um, recording that intro. I just kept thinking about it's really awkward. <laughs> the intro itself is awkward, and this episode is about awkwardness. So uh, I don't know. I love that. But all right. So today's episode, as you could see, we're talking about awkwardness, and I feel kind of like I'm I'm very well versed in this topic. I know a lot about awkwardness because. Uh, for a very long time in my life, I've felt like a very awkward person. And maybe you can relate to that too. Um, I say as far back as I can remember because there actually was a time in my, in my life where I think I didn't really feel like I was an awkward person. And maybe most of us didn't. There was a, maybe a certain age where that began, where you thought, I'm kind of an awkward person or I feel very awkward. I think maybe up until I was... In middle school, I never really acknowledged personal awkwardness or even much awkwardness in other people. Um, definitely when I re- remember back to my childhood, life up until six years old, I really didn't feel awkward at all. I remember being very social. I could go up to anybody, strangers, tell a joke, ask them who they are, tell them things about who I am. Uh, that was just kind of the kid I was up until that age and then from that age on. Uh, I went through some other like social changes uh, in my life. But yeah, that's kind of a funny thing to do right now. Maybe you can try to think back. Like, How long have you considered yourself an awkward person? Or, or maybe you don't. That's possible. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that most of us think we're at least somewhat awkward. Uh, you, th- you would think of yourself as somewhat awkward. Um, and so that's kind of a fun little trip down memory lane. Uh, trying to think of what was the first time you thought you might be an awkward person. I can't really think of a specific story, but definitely different times in my childhood, there was, there's this particular story. I don't know if I'd necessarily call it awkward, but yeah, I was an awkward kid at different times. And this is one kind of example of that. Uh, I remember liking this girl. Her name was Shaughnessy. Um, so I guess that made her like Irish or, or Scottish or something. And so I remember just really thinking like this girl was like the prettiest girl I'd ever seen. And I remember she was she was with this boy. She had been dating this boy. And this was in elementary, mind you. Like, yeah, there was dating and all kinds of stuff going on in in elementary. But I remember uh, liking this girl. She was having some problems with this boy. And then it was really weird. Like, she wanted to spy on him. And she wanted my help to do that. And so in the middle of, like, having this mission of spying on her ex-boyfriend, I guess, I... I tried to kind of like weasel my way into into her heart and like I I was trying to show myself like to be really like reliable and like yeah like whatever you say I'll do that thing and I just remember this one moment we were in the dugout uh, on the field and we're like spying through this crack in the dugout looking at her ex-boyfriend and uh, I remember just pretending like I needed to put my hand on her knee in order to get a better view through the through the crack and then I remember she said something like, like, hey, like, who said you could put your, your hand on my knee? And then I just remember like pretending to be like, oh, like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to do that. And then she responded with, 
no, it's okay. You, you can put your hand there. And I just remember feeling so happy and proud that my little scheme and my little plan worked. Um, but yeah, like that's, that's definitely some kind of form of awkwardness right there. Like if that's the way you go about uh, making moves or um, trying to talk to someone of the opposite sex or getting someone to like you, that's, that's kind of awkward. But okay, so that long story aside, um, we're talking about social awkwardness for the most part, right? Because uh, that's, that's really where if you do feel awkward, you think you're an awkward person, that's, that's where the awkwardness really, I guess, reveals itself or where we come to think of ourselves as awkward. It's, it's always social situations, right? So some of those kinds of situations might be like you're having a conversation with somebody and then in the middle of that conversation, you start becoming very aware of how the conversation is going uh, or at least how you're doing in the conversation. Like, are you saying enough? Are you asking enough questions? Are your questions weird? Are you, how does your face look uh, while you're talking? Uh, you might become painfully aware of those things and start to feel awkward or start to feel like that social tension or maybe um, awkwardness when you've like given a, a presentation because you got so nervous uh, it became awkward or you felt very awkward giving the presentation because well now you're nervous and people are kind of just watching you be nervous and you don't know where you're going with the thing and you're, you've lost track maybe maybe something like that another thing I've done and something I've witnessed other people do is like someone will like all of a sudden share a story or try to tell a joke. Sometimes that's related to like what's being said in the topic of the conversation. Uh, but then it's like a really big swing and a miss, right? It's like, oh, okay, that's awkward. Or maybe like it went too far or it got like too dark or um, it wasn't appropriate, like what was said. Uh, maybe you've done that or you've seen it happen. And so uh, these are just some examples of like social awkwardness. And that's, that's mostly what we're talking about today. Okay, what I want to do right now is I want us each to take a step back right now. If you're someone you're identifying with the topic of this episode so far, uh, I want you to take a step back and I want you to think about what thoughts lead to you feeling like you're awkward or a situation is awkward. Um, I've been able to identify at least a few things. The first thing is if you're someone who's just an overthinker, you overthink your words or you're thinking too hard about the response or you're second guessing yourself if that's just the type of person that you are or you have a tendency towards that um yeah you're gonna maybe end up not being so engaged in the conversation or you're you're gonna be unable to say something because you're thinking a little too hard about what you're supposed to say or you're trying to maybe walk on eggshells or whatever it may be if if that's the type of person that you are then then you're kind of already predisposed to having some awkward in social situations because uh, maybe you're just not saying enough because of your overthinking or you're not engaging enough because you're kind of wrapped up a little a little bit too much in your thoughts. Another thing that could be happening is this is I think very characteristic of like small talk like when you're having just like a passing conversation with somebody or a conversation with someone that you don't normally talk to you know, that's like small talk and so in small talk if you're someone who's just very painfully aware of like you don't want to be come off as fake. Uh, maybe like for the very beginning part of the conversation, you can kind of fake some cheer and some smiles. Um, but then as the, the conversation lingers on, uh, you start to be very aware of like, oh, like am I being fake? Is this weird? 
yeah, you, if you're painfully aware of your fakeness, if you feel like you're being fake, then that could lead to more awkwardness. So I would kind of, I guess, wrap up all the different reasons why you might feel awkward, maybe under those two general reasons, like being an overthinker, being wrapped up in your thoughts, um, being painfully aware of some kind of something that's going on either with you or with that person or between you guys or something that you know uh, that they don't know that you know, and that makes things very awkward. And then the second reason, uh, just being emotional and having whatever emotional thing that you have going on and trying to not show it or trying to uh, wanting to show it, but then the other person's not really seeming to pick up on what you're trying to show, um, that can lead to some awkward situations. And of course, there's, there's other reasons too why you might be awkward or you might feel awkward. Maybe you really just, you've tried really, really hard to talk well with people, to ask a lot of questions, to seem cheerful, to seem happy and nice and pleasant and all those things. Um, but despite your best efforts, you're just not. Uh, you can't really do it. And if that's how you feel, I would say, generally speaking, especially if you're young, uh, that's just something that gets better over time. You work at it, you keep at it, um, kind of get out of your own head with thinking that you're so awkward and kind of defeating yourself before you even started. If you can do that, then over time you get better. If you're someone who's older and you still feel like that, I would say it's probably not as bad as you think. There's really, really very few people in my life that I've met that I thought were painfully awkward. Uh, generally speaking, yes, I've met people who are quiet, people who don't say very much, people who are kind of shy and nervous, but I've never really felt like someone was so awkward that I, I wanted to avoid them or not talk to them. You know, you could say, well, that's something a little bit more about my personality. I would say not really. Uh, I'm not like the warmest person on the earth and the most active person like who will just come up to anybody to talk. I'm, I'm not a social butterfly. And so if that's my personal experience, meeting, you know, let's say hundreds of people who are older, um, I would say probability says you're probably not that awkward. You're probably not as awkward as you feel or think. I want to read for you part of the story of Gideon. He's a character that when I think of him, uh, I can't say that he was an awkward person, um, but just from the things that we can glean from his story, what we see of him, how we see him respond to the Lord, I, I think maybe he was an awkward person. He very much could have been. And so let me read that for us. It comes from Judges 6. Starting at verse 11, and it says this, The angel of the Lord came, and he sat under the oak that was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abizrite. His son Gideon was threshing wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, valiant warrior. Gideon said to him, Please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened? And where are all his wonders that our fathers told us about? They said, Hasn't the Lord brought us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and deliver Israel from the grasp of Midian. I am sending you. He said to him, Please, Lord, how can I deliver Israel? Look, my family is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the youngest in my father's family. But I will be with you, the Lord said to him. You will strike Midian down as if it were one man. Then he said to him, If I have found favor with you, give me a sign that you are speaking with me. Please do not leave this place until I return to you. Let me bring my gift and set it before you. And he said, I will stay until you return. 
So in this story, we have Gideon. He's threshing wheat in the wine press. Uh, not really a place where you would thresh wheat. It's not. It's a place, obviously, for making wine, not for threshing the wheat. Uh, but it says that Gideon is in there because he's trying to hide from the Midianites. He doesn't want to show them uh, what he's doing. But I want us to look at Gideon's response to God. Uh, what is it that he says? Well, he says, basically, God, how could you be choosing me? How could you be sending me to deliver Israel, your people, uh, when I'm in the weakest clan out of all, all of the tribes, all of the clans, and then I'm the, the weakest one in my clan. So I'm the weakest of the weak. How could you be sending me? And so an important thing to do with Gideon's story and really our story too and the things that we tell ourselves, like we're, if you tell yourself you're a painfully awkward person and uh, you're like the most awkward person, uh, I think there's, there's parts of that w- that we can break down to find parts that are true. Uh, and then there's parts of that we can break down to find out that they are not. Uh, they're exaggerations of the truth or even just fabrications. They're, they're not true. And so in Gideon's story, he says, my clan, my people, we are the weakest in all of Israel. Uh, in reality, is that true? Kind of. Uh, his tribe is not a warrior tribe, and, and there, there would have been tribes that are more apt, more equipped to be soldiers, and his, his tribe was not. But then let's look at the second thing that he says. He says, so my clan is the weakest, and then of my clan and of my family, I am the weakest. Uh, is that true? Well, maybe. It's possible. Uh, but likely Gideon had not verified that. That's not something that is objectively true, right? Uh, they probably didn't have all the men in that tribe in Manasseh come together and do some feats of strength and test their aptitudes, um, do like one of those combines, I think, I think they're called, uh, when the, the football players come together and they do all the, the different tests. They probably didn't do something like that. Uh, but Gideon, of his own observations and his own view of himself, uh, he deems himself the weakest. Okay, so the next thing I want us to do is I want us to look at God's words here to Gideon. First, we see the angel of the Lord call him a mighty man of valor or a valiant warrior. And remember, Gideon has done nothing at all to achieve that title. Uh, in fact, his clan is not a warrior clan, and his family is not a warrior family. And so, yeah, Gideon is neither uh, a warrior nor is he valiant. He, he's not either of those things. And so this could be God telling him what he is to become, or this is maybe God's way of joking. Um, I, I think it's the former. I, I do think this is God calling Gideon what he is to become. Later on, Gideon is going to lead men into battle, and he is going to show courage and determination, and he's going to have these qualities. He really is going to be a valiant warrior. And so because that's true, uh, I believe God is calling Gideon what he is to become. And so then after God and Gideon have a little bit of an exchange, Gideon is basically telling God, like, I'm, I, I'm not suited for this. I can't do it. I'm not able. I'm the weakest of the, the weakest family in all of Manasseh. And so, God, how could, it, how could you be choosing me to do this? And God's response to that is, I'm the one that's going to give you the victory. And you're going to strike down Midian as though he were one man, uh, not thousands of soldiers. You're going to come against Midian, and you're going to be successful. And that doesn't really change Gideon's mind right away. That at least opens his mind up and it leads him to do that weird fleece testing thing that he does with God. And then after that, from that point on, more or less, Gideon really does a 180 and he becomes this guy of 
full of courage and just wanting to obey God's voice and really having confidence in what God has said. And so what can we learn from this story about our awkwardness? I believe um, if you're looking at yourself as an awkward person and you've kind of resigned yourself to be this really awkward person who makes other people feel awkward and and you feel really negatively about that and really like you're, I don't know, you're, you're not good enough to be around or people don't like you because of this or people are judging you because of your awkwardness or whatever it may be or in even any amount of that. I would say it's really important for you to allow yourself to to drop that. And I really mean that in the most loving way possible. If you're you're really caught up in this idea like, oh, I'm so awkward and I'm this and I'm that, then you will probably remain that way. Or at least your perception will definitely remain that way if that's the way that you're thinking. And so learn a thing here from Gideon that he thought of himself as this extremely weak person. And in reality, was he pretty weak physically? Probably, probably so. Um, maybe decently strong. He was doing some threshing, as we could see. So he had some physical strength, uh, but nothing compared to a soldier, right? Um, and that's that's kind of another thing that we do. It's when we over compare, we look at people who are very social and they're like that social butterfly or that person that can make anyone laugh. And we, we really envy those qualities in people. Uh, if you get so wrapped up in that, um, you're definitely not going to grow. You're definitely not going to change if that's the way that you're viewing yourself and viewing other people. You know, in my life, I definitely had that period where I was painfully aware of my awkwardness. And not just that, but I was painfully aware that I wasn't like other people, other guys my age. And I did a lot to try to really emulate them and to try to copy them. And maybe sometimes that worked, but in most cases it didn't, especially when people started to catch on like, oh, like, isn't that how he is? And why are you saying that like that? And why are you acting that way? You're just like him. And then that becomes like a different kind of awkwardness, right? And so I, I think I hit a breaking point at some point and I, I really came to terms with just being able to be okay with myself. And if I'm awkward, I actually started to really lean into that awkwardness and just let myself be awkward. And sometimes that awkwardness ended up being funny because I, I, because I did that. I leaned into it and I wasn't ashamed of it. Um, and other times it wasn't so funny and it really was kind of awkward for people. Um, I've met some people in my life who, after meeting me, uh, they've said I'm a very awkward person or, um, even some students who mid conversation will just stop and say, you're awkward. And, and then I kind of just laugh, laugh it off and just continue on and see if they're okay to keep talking to me. And sometimes every once in a while, like if, if they're also I find like they're awkward in their own way. Uh, they're not so open to me and, and they don't really want to talk to me because of my awkwardness. But for me personally, I've just had to be okay with that. It's going to happen. I know it. I'm aware of it. Um, when I'm trying to do and be something that I'm not, that's when it gets even worse though. And so for the most part, I, I've come to accept my my little quirks, my, my shortcomings socially. Um, I'm not going to be the funniest person in the room. Uh, sometimes I might be, it happens, you know, I mean, lightning can strike, right? Um, but not very often, right? I know very often I'm you know, just kind of this middle of the road person to talk to. And maybe I excel in situations where it's like a deeper conversation or someone is trying to share something and I can be a good listening ear and, and offer some words of truth and advice and encouragement. Maybe those are the situations I excel in and I'm okay with that. And so that's my encouragement to you too, is if that's what you're finding about yourself, uh, lean into 
what you already are, if you are awkward, lean into that a bit, at least, you know, where you're able to say, yeah, I'm kind of awkward, but let me find some way to enjoy that. Let me find some way to be okay with that. And the more you can do that, I really believe you're going to see yourself become much more comfortable and you're going to see more cases where people are more comfortable with you because you're more comfortable with your yourself, your awkwardness in particular. But I do want to help you along in that, uh, in that learning to be okay with your awkwardness. Um, I, I do want to give you some tips, I guess, some things I've learned over the years. Uh, the first thing is, I think it's, it's really important for you, especially after a conversation is over, uh, to just let it, let it be over. If it didn't go so well, it was an awkward conversation, um, sometimes it's okay. Yeah, you can kind of follow up with that person and add, add on to the conversation or like explain yourself if you said something kind of weird. Sometimes that's okay, um, but I would, I would say learn to pick your battles, and sometimes it's just better to, to leave it alone. Nine times out of ten, that the other person was probably okay with whatever you said, and they understood what you meant, or they didn't feel awkward, but you did, and like they're okay with it, and they've already forgotten about it. By, but by you bringing it up again and readdressing it, like that's going to be the awkward part. And so really try to take a step back when you're about to do that. Don't just always resort to that. and. To that effect, I would also say don't spend so much time replaying the conversation or replaying that interaction in your head. I think that's something I did way more. It's still something I do sometimes too. Uh, I'll just be honest. Of course I do it. But there was a point in my life where I would just do that ad nauseum, like just so much over and over and over uh, to the point of you're just really kind of torturing yourself at that point. And, and then the next time that you see that person and have like another interaction with that person, it's just even more awkward because you're just now dreading that that interaction, that conversation, and all that weight is on you to not be awkward or to avoid a certain thing. And so that that will lead to more future awkwardness if you're playing and you're, you're too in, in your head about what happened. A tip I want to give actually about dealing with other people's awkwardness is try to stop and think in that moment very quickly, of course, because it's happening right now. And so you have to kind of be quick with your thinking. Uh, think about what you would appreciate. If you were the one being awkward, as I'm sure you have at some point in your life, if you were the one being awkward in a conversation or, or an interaction, think about what you would appreciate um, for the other person to do to help you, um, to help you along in that conversation. And so maybe if the person's kind of like flailing and they're like being very awkward and kind of weird and strange, just kind of jumping in and helping the conversation move along. And like if they said something funny, but it wasn't so funny, um, you know, I'm not trying to say to be fake, but yeah, sometimes we, uh, a kind laugh is what I'll call it. A complimentary laugh, a, uh, a helping laugh uh, can, can help the person along in the conversation. And I'm sure maybe you've already done something like that before. And I would say that's not being fake. That's, that's just trying to help the person to, to feel comfortable, to feel like they're not totally bombing this conversation. Um, and so I would say it's, it's important to do that too. If, if you have ever been a recipient of awkwardness, uh, to help that person along. I want to talk for a second a little bit about negative awkwardness. Um, and what I mean by, I guess, negative awkwardness, for, for lack of a better way of putting it, I just mean awkwardness that can come out of something that actually is on the negative side. It's not something that is harmless, but actually something that could be harmful. And what I mean by that, like this is just like a very specific situation, but let's just say there's a boy who likes a girl, and then like he's telling all his friends and the whole school finds out and the girl finds out and then she's like not 
not interested in this guy and she doesn't want him to approach her. Um, but then she even, you know, tells her friends to let his friends know, like, please don't have, uh, I'll just call him Evan. Evan, come up to me. I'm, I'm really not interested. Uh, but Evan just being um, so smitten with this girl and so infatuated, uh, even though he's heard that, he's still determined, like he's going to go up and talk to her. And then it just ends up being like a super weird and awkward situation and interaction. That could be an example of negative awkwardness where you probably shouldn't engage in that way. If like if Evan knew that Shelly feels awkward, he probably shouldn't approach her. And he should probably know that if I do this, it's uh, it's going to make Shelly feel very awkward and it's probably not worth doing this. And so to Evan in that particular situation, I would tell him uh, to really take a step back and to think what he's doing uh, through. Uh, if he's going to make someone else feel awkward in the, in the negative sense, uh, where it's not just something harmless, like a harmless interaction or a little personality quirk or something like that. If it is, uh, I would call it, um, if he has ill intent, uh, in essence, then he should probably not do that. It's not really a good idea. Uh, to Shelly, I guess, if Evan comes up and it is generally, you know, he's not really, he's not trying to make her feel bad, but he's just just very misguided. I guess the best thing Shelly could do, and it's not really her responsibility to, to do it, but I guess just try to let him down gently but clearly, and in that way, I guess, helping the, the situation along. And so, yeah, there are definitely situations where there could be, I'll call it negative awkwardness, awkwardness that you created that is having a negative effect on people or someone uh, because of your words or your actions. And so in those cases, if, if you have done that or if you're prone to do that, I would say, yeah, it would be a good idea to, to really stop and reflect and to think over what you're going to do or what you're going to say. And if, if you're having that kind of effect on people, um, that would probably be an example of awkwardness that I think is, is worth checking and really worth working on. Uh, whereas the other kind of awkwardness, for the most part, I think it's just better just to accept it if that's what you have going on in your social life and like those are your social skills and that's, that's just what you have way better to accept that uh, than agonize over it. And so if I could give you a principle that would really help you along here, if you're, you're feeling like you're a very awkward person um, or you've had just a lot of different awkward moments with people or situations, um, if I could give you one principle to, to fall back on, uh, it would be this. It comes from Philippians 2, verse 3 to 4. It says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. And so if I could take one word out of there for you and for myself, it would just be that word humility. If you can be humble, which I think true humility would allow you to accept your awkwardness and accept your social flaws and inability. Um, and also humility actually allows you to find the parts of yourself that are working and are okay and you're you're okay at those things you're proficient enough with um, discussing something or being a listening ear or that encouraging person or or whatever it may be uh, humility will allow you to do that and it also allows you to as you put others higher than yourself it takes out it takes off the weight from you uh, that you have to be this uh, charismatic person or you have to be the fun, this funny person or this intelligent thought-provoking person uh, humility will allow you to be free of all of those things. And so in closing, what I would say is if you can pursue humility in your relationships with people, 
um, awkwardness really becomes like the least of your worries. It just becomes a part of who you are and it's a part that you're okay with. Uh, it's a part even that could bring some humor and bring some uh, funny situations into your friendships and in your relationships. It tends to be that way uh, if you can accept it. And then I would say overall, just in our life, in the way that we're, we approach uh, social situations or something that would make you nervous if you have to give a, a presentation or you're meeting a group or you're going in for an interview or you're whatever it may be, if you can have the heart of well, God is going to lead me. And God, all the time throughout the Bible, he chose the people who weren't that impressive, who in front of people even had like a speech impediment or couldn't speak very well. They were not eloquent. Uh, and some were, but uh, many were not. And that's the way that God operates. He will use whoever he wants to use in whatever way he wants. He will give us words to speak. He will lead us through every conversation. Uh, he will make sure even our awkwardness could be fruitful. And so in short, awkwardness is okay. All right, I hope, uh, hope this episode was helpful for you if you're someone who battles with your awkwardness. And I, I hope actually it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a battle. I don't think it has to be. I don't think it should be. And so if, if that's something that's been going on for you, um, I hope that you'll have some freedom in that today. Uh, just remember to approach relationships in humility, uh, to approach every situation in all humility. And if you can truly do that, uh, that just really takes the weight off of you. And even if you end up doing something that you would consider awkward, uh, you'll find yourself being okay with it. And you'll find yourself actually also uh, being far more accepted or are far more approved by people. Not that we look for such things and we live for such things. Um, but I think that's just a uh, unintended consequence of having humility. And so, yeah, I hope this was helpful for you. Again, if you have any ideas for future podcast episodes, if you want to comment on something that I said today or any of that, just uh, reach out to me uh, with the email tgzchristian at gmail.com. That's the letters T as in Tom, G as in gate, Z as in zebra, christian at gmail.com. All right, that's it. Love you. God bless you. Peace.